0: Hello players, it is time for New Game Plus, the internet's 80-second leading gaming podcast. I am your host, your moderator, and your question asker, your perpetual player one, Dan. And with me this week is... Antonio, also known as AKL Trifecta. Now, this is a special treat for you guys. Um, I'm here to talk to Antonio about his... Would you call this a passion project? Uh Absolutely. His passion project, an RPG maker game that he's been making all on his own, programming and just testing. And even he's been showcasing his development on stream, his pro- uh, the project name SOTA. Yes. So, Antonio, how long have you been working on this game? Um, it's,
1: I want to say it's been about two years, give or take a couple. Um, two years would be a nice safe estimate, though.
0: Okay, and this has this been a project that you just decided to start on a whim, or when did it? When did you actually decide to go? Like, you know what? I'm gonna make a game.
1: Um. Well, I mean, if you want to go like way back into it, I've, I've always had the desire to make a game ever since. Uh, uh, RPG Maker 2000 um, was the first RPG Maker that I played with. That was way back in uh, in high school. Um, but in terms of Sota itself, um, that the original inspiration started in college.
0: Oh, I thought you were, is that it?
1: Um, oh, uh, well, uh, the, the original idea started in college, um, uh, but the first draft of it didn't really take off. Um, so for a while that project was shelved. Um, and just recently I had found out about the latest version. Of RPG Maker, and that's when I, when the when the inspiration kind of struck again, and I'm like, you know what, this time I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna do whatever I need to do, and I'm gonna, uh, I'm I'm going to make a project completely on my own and finish
0: it. So tell me about project So to like give us like, what is the story you have in your head that you kind of have going right now? Um, so the the basic
1: story is pretty pretty standard. Um, JRPG fair. You're a, you're a villager in this just remote mountain village who wants to grow up to be a royal guard. Um, and you, you attend the royal tournament uh, in the very beginning, but you find it attacked by this mysterious goddess. Um, and from there, you're essentially drawn into a quest to a quest for the eight mystical relics of Ascension uh, that are spread throughout the land. And you and uh, the compatriots that you'll find along the way, uh, you know, you'll meet up with uh, a, another band of enemies that are like your main antagonist crew. Uh, but it's essentially, you know, find the the mystical MacGuffins and, you know, win the game.
0: Sounds like a very throwback RPG. Mm-hmm.
1: It's a very big... Uh,
0: Again, it's it's nothing really blockbuster, but it's sometimes you know you just gotta go back to the classics. And what were your what are some of your inspirations for the game exactly? You know that you kind of look towards when you're making this game. Um.
1: Uh. So a, a lot of it's kind of like Dragon Questy, like Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy, um, in terms of feel, like in terms of like world feel and stuff. That's what I have been meaning to go. To, uh, what I've been mainly inspired by. Um, some of the dungeon puzzles, I, uh, I know the very first dungeon puzzle that I have um, that's set in a forest area, that one's inspired by Super Mario RPG. Um, and there's a, a couple of combat like gimmicks that are um, kind of taken from the Persona series where like guarding uh, protects you from uh, status effects as well as reduces damage
0: hmm so you clearly you put a lot in thought like you know i know you said it's kind of more of a simple throwback but you put a lot of thought into like you know making this game not just a simple throwback but fun to play
1: yes um i am of the mindset that the story could be wonderful and my world could be you know really enticing but at the end of the day i also understand that it is a game and if the game itself isn't fun to play. Nobody's going to really want to play the story to its completion.
0: So as you've been writing the kind of like the story of this game, have you been, how much of like your own experiences has shaped the world or shaped uh, where you think the story's going to be going?
1: Uh, You know, that's actually a, a really good question. I hadn't really given much thought to that up until this point. Um, would you I say there's
0: been an inspiration from real, your world, like your world experiences?
1: Definitely. Um, I can't exactly say when, but I won't, like like from specifically what points in my life. Um, but in terms of, at at least in terms of the main party members and their own characteristics, it I can definitely see portions of myself in each of the main cast
0: and that's kind of to me that's something that i'm not surprised about especially when you're a one person development crew like tell me about some of the 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 advantages and disadvantages of being you know the one person in a passion project
1: um i would say that the 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 thing that i like the most about it is that being a one person passion project you can work at it at your own pace. There's the only deadlines that you set are for yourself. Um, the only responsibilities that you're beholden to are your own. There's no pressure of, I need to get this out by this time. I need to finish this particular set of events so that this person can then program this thing. Um, it's all done on your own. But the flip side of that is that it's all done on your own. Um, so that if you, If you have a problem or if you're having trouble debugging something, you're left kind of on your own to look it up, search up things. I've done plenty of Googling of I have this issue and I want this to work this way. How do I get it to work? Um, And there's actually been a couple of times where it's been, uh, you know, sorry, but in order to make this work, you have to install a plugin, which is something that I've decided not to do. For this particular project,
0: hmm. and you know, something I probably thought about is that in you, know, you, you you've been programming a your name. You're so close to it that sometimes you'll miss mistakes that can only be caught by people outside of the project, huh?
1: Yes, um, and that is something that I am extraordinarily grateful for. Um, if it's if it's one thing that I've enjoyed, and and I'll be quite honest, when I've uh, streamed my RPG Maker stuff or when I initially started streaming my RPG maker stuff, I didn't expect a lot of people to gain interest in it. I figured it would be just a good way for me to record my own development process and kind of look back at it and see if I missed anything. Um, but it garnered or started garnering interest. And um, now I've actually had a couple of people play test it and stream it on their own uh, streams. And I've, watched them and as they play it and really put the game through its paces they've noticed uh, a couple of bugs or a couple of things that could be improved and um i'm like sitting there like oh wow i can't believe i didn't think of that or wow i can't believe
0: i didn't test that case so i want to circle back there to the fact that you regularly stream your process of creating this game you, and I, you know, i've been following you since you kind of started on Regular streaming on Twitch, and this is one of the first things you started doing on a weekly basis. Um, how would you say has been like the growth? Like, has it added like extra motivation for you to continue on this project by streaming on Twitch?
1: Definitely, um, and that was def- that was definitely one of the initial goals of actually streaming it because I felt that while it's a one person development process, and I and I did mention that. Um, being a one-person developer, you don't really have a lot of responsibilities to others, and everything works at your own pace. Um, at least putting it out there and getting people interested in saying, "Hey, I'm making this, and I'm going to finish this project," kind of at least puts the promise out there that I can't just look at this one day and be like, "Okay, I'm done." You know, I can't, I can't do it anymore. It, it's now out there, and people are looking forward to it, or at least interested in. Seeing this game to its completion.
0: Now, I've seen you talk about the the sort of like the indie game community you've kind of become embraced or have been embraced by. With uh, you know, you you met so many other people working on their own passion projects. Tell me, tell me more about that.
1: Um, yeah, there's there's been a bunch of people who have um, I I didn't expect to do RPG Maker games. There's people that are are mainly out there. Um that I've met specifically that do RPG maker stuff, like um two o two as well as uh, the Flat dragon, both of them do RPG maker stuff on their own. that's actually I found them um I found them funnily enough because another RPG maker uh, developer was hosting them on their channel, and I just happened to look um and then one of the people uh, that I had recently met, uh Crankage games uh. Was originally, I thought, was just a networking person for for Twitch, but instead, it turns out he's not only an RPG maker, uh, RPG developer for using RPG Maker, but he's actually published several games with mainly his own uh, his own self being the driving force behind those games.
0: I'm am amazed and proud to see how you know how that worked to become seeing you know, all these connections you made. Um, do you, are you kind of open to the idea of like potentially collaborating with any of these people? Are they, have you probably like mentioned anything about that in the the future?
1: It, It actually has been mentioned, um, by a couple of people asking like, Hey, you know, you're really into this and you're really into like programming and stuff. Would you like to do a collaboration? Um, personally I'm not really in the mindset to do a collaboration at the moment. Um, I, I just kind of wanted to, this this whole, my whole project is still just a, I want to get this done to get this done. Um, and I, I feel like if I, can, if I can get this done, then maybe I'll look at um, collaborating with somebody else because then, you know, if I collaborate with somebody else, it's going to be a much tighter deadline. There's actually going to be somebody that I have direct reporting with Um, And it would take a lot more uh, devotion than I already have now.
0: So it sounds like to me you want to prove that you have the follow through to complete a project first before you even think about working with others.
1: Correct. And like, even if this project takes another couple of years to get done, um, just the fact that I was able to actually complete it to me would be enough to be like, okay, maybe maybe I can you know, tighten the deadline
0: a little bit and work with somebody else. So I mentioned earlier that you've been streaming this game for about a year now. And previously, we were working on that game like a year before that. So you've been, I, I remind me again, you've been working on this for about two years now? Yes. How far would you say you are in a game in terms of uh, completing it? Would you, uh, give me? can you give us maybe a percentage?
1: Um, I'd say probably about 30 to
0: 40% in so terms st- of programming. So you still got some while to go. Definitely. So you mentioned that a lot of these other um, developers and a lot of these other indie gamers, um, they've tried your game. What has been the reception been so far on uh, SOTA?
1: Extremely positive, like surprisingly positive. Um, I remember the, the very first stream that I watched was actually from the Flat Dragon. He was really excited to try it. And like I was ready. I was ready for a bunch of criticism and like, wow, you know, you're missing this. You're missing that. Um, why did you write it this way? This seems a little unrealistic. And, you know, this dialogue seems off. I, w- I was ready for everything. And I was going to be like, you know what? I, you know, I was ready to quote unquote defend myself in terms of like, look, these are just my decisions. I'm sorry if you don't agree with them.
0: I mean, it's your baby, you're quick to defend your baby, right? Yeah, I-
1: exactly. But um also as a as a developer, i I do understand that I can't take that fully defensive stance because mm-hmm. criticism is there for a reason. they and people that are there to test the game are there to criticize it and to, you know, offer improvements if i If I had a closed mind, then there's no point in somebody else playtesting testing it. Um, but I did want people to enjoy it at least. Um, and I was absolutely floored when, um, uh, I'll, 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 actually, I still remember it. He, he, uh, flat dragon specifically said, um, something like, you know, why isn't this game already on like congregate or something like even, even as a demo, this game is already like miles ahead of some of the games that I've seen on congregate and. He was also surprised that I was going to initially offer this game up for free. Um, since since that point, I've kind of walked that back, and like I'm still not going to sell the game for any major price. Like it might be like a dollar or something. But would, it, you, would
0: you be open to the idea of like open open up, name your price kind of thing, where people want to download for free, but they can, but if people want to give you something for it, then can?
1: Yeah. Maybe something like that. Like the the whole reason behind possibly charging a small amount is um, actually kind of like a marketing theory kind of thing. Where mm-hmm. if you see an application on for free on the app store, you're likely to just brush past it because like oh it's free whatever. Um, but if you see it there for like a dollar, it's like oh well you know what it's only a dollar. It's an RPG. It looks interesting. You know what if it, if it's not good, it's only a dollar that I'm out.
0: Hmm. So let's um let's go behind the scenes a little bit here. So you told me earlier that you started off with RPG Maker Two Thousand, was it? Yes. And now you're currently on what's the current build now? Uh, MV. So what would you say is like some of the major improvements in terms of like creating here? Um.
1: So when I uh, during when when I was when I'm doing RPG Maker, my history of RPG Maker is essentially three different versions there's RPG maker 2000 which was the first one that I started with um and then I ended up going to RPG maker VX ace and then only recently a couple I mean pretty much when I started project soda um it's I upgraded to MV um the main improvements for MV is that up until MV uh the entire uh under the hood development code was done in an entirely different um, code. I believe it was Ruby that it was done in Um, MV changed that by switching over to JavaScript, which is a much more universal and much more widely used programming language. Um, And in addition to that, the they've made a lot of quality of life development improvements in terms of like sprite work and scripting and like deployment. Like, you can, uh, um, RPG Maker MV is the first version to inherently support mobile devices. So, if I really wanted to, I could, f- uh, develop this game and deploy it to not just like Windows and Mac, but Android and iOS.
0: Oh, that's so it's. Been almost like such a big improvement that it's made it easier to work on this game. Yes, this you probably wouldn't have made that much progress if you were still using like RPG Maker 2000. Definitely. Um, I want to say what.
1: I, and it's funny is the the mobile the mobile aspect of it wasn't even the part that drew me in. Um, the main thing that drew me in was the fact that you could choose between the battle viewpoint that you wanted, and by that I mean, uh, in RPG Maker 2000 you were initially locked into the side the side view battle system like classic yeah the classic Uh, whereas in vx ace they switched over to their only primary being the front facing system something like earthbound Mm. Um, but in mv you actually have a toggle for which kind of view you want to do for your battle system
0: now I noticed you've been working with a lot of assets in the game. How those? Have you been using like the native assets? Have you been uh, making your own? Have you been you know working with other people to get some assets? What have, what have you been doing exactly?
1: It's been a small hybrid of both. Hmm. Um, in terms of the tile sets, like the the maps and stuff like that, that is absolutely stock. There is nothing custom about that. I I cannot do art or pixel art to save my life. Um, so I was just happy to have a ready palette and I was going to make do with it. Um, however, in terms of like NPCs and like battling stuff, I've actually taken uh, a couple of uh, of, of viewers in my, in my channel and other real life friends. And I've actually asked them to kind of put themselves, create themselves in the character creator that comes with, the game, and I've turned them into
0: NPCs so that was already in the library yes okay, that's really cool um has, has is there anything that you've been like using uh, outside resources for this game? um
1: not really uh, and,
0: and the reason
1: isn't well it's partially laziness um, but the other reason why I, I don't I'm trying to avoid outside resources like uh battle plugins or scripting plugins or stuff that honestly would make the battle system and just overall gameplay a lot easier is because I want to send a message to people to say that, look, you don't have to have any of the fancy plugins or anything. You can literally just buy the software as is, you know, install it to your computer and you can make a really good game with what you're given.
0: And, that's a really great message to give them. Um, what about things like music? Have you even, is, is, there, is there stuff that's um, in their, that library also? Yeah. Um,
1: that is the one quote-unquote outside thing that I have used. And by outside, mm. I mean I bought a bundle on Steam that came with some DLC stuff, so like some DLC sprites and a okay. lot of DLC music. Um, but that came as part of the Steam package, so... I'm counting that as uh, you can just buy this on Steam as is and just use it.
0: Wow, that's really cool. Um, so you mentioned that a lot of, some of your viewers have been given the honor of uh, creating their own characters for the game. How many How many characters have you created so far from viewers? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I boy. I've had, I
1: know I've had my moderators, so that's at least three. Um, but a bunch of real-life friends and... Uh, Spoilers, no spoilers. Uh, you're gonna be one of the next ones, so
0: <laughs> I, I better have like the world equivalent of a mic in my hands. That's for sure.
1: It's, it's gonna be well, we'll see. I don't, I don't know what <laughs> uh, accessories or assets are in the character creator off the top of my head, but uh, I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we'll
0: make do. Um, I can't. I want to
1: I, I wanna say around like at least probably sometime fifteen to twenty.
0: Okay, well, let's move on to the next ideas. Like so. No, you've been using RPG Maker for MV for about two years now. That being said, have there been any limitations to the program that you kind of find frustrating or kind of limits what you can do with what with your game?
1: Uh, honestly, the the one the one aspect that I wish I would be able to do natively that I I've actually had to kind of concede because um, I can't think of a way to program my way around it, and it looks like the only way for me to actually make it work is to install a plugin um, is i I wanted the system the combat system to uh, display damage numbers in a certain color if a uh if an enemy was weak to that element just as an extra indicator
0: mm-hmm.
1: um or you know an inverse color if they were strong against that element uh but it seems to do to do that sort of calculation and like animation you do need to kind of rework some of the base code which requires a plugin
0: but it sounds like to me like, like that sounds like to be like a not i don't want to say minor but something that you could live without for now
1: yes I, and and i am absolutely fine making that concession i might revisit the topic later on in development and maybe all found a way to work around it by then but if it doesn't work it it doesn't work
0: that's really cool um so with rpg maker is there any other things that um you wish you can do like let me ask you this um have you thought about the idea of um, voice acting in the game is that something that you've thought about or at least are looking into?
1: Yes, actually, um, a couple of friends have, have asked about, you know, hey, are you gonna actually voice act in your game? You know, are you gonna do? do you need voice actors? In- how how oh, many?
0: How many demo reels have you gotten so far? <laughs> none.
1: None. Just, just a lot of questions. Um, and it, it would be cool. Um, I just don't know. I, like, I know, I know, I know how to put it in there. It's actually really easy. Um, it's literally just putting a sound file next to the text box. Um, But it's also one of those, like I didn't realize how much work can go into making. Well, I I never understood how much work could go into making a game until I started trying to make one on my own. Um, But also if I'm going to do voice acting, even just thinking of the main character dialogue and main story dialogue alone, that's still a lot of voice lines. -hmm. And it's like, wow! Now I can understand why voice actors get paid
0: the way they do. (laughs) And now you understand why only sometimes only certain scenes are voiced, and some scenes are not.
1: Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, there's there's a reason why voice acting is a stretch goal in a lot of Kickstarter campaigns.
0: (laughs) Well, since you mentioned Kickstarter, have you given into the thought of like maybe opening a Patreon for the game or something similar to that?
1: Um, maybe that that's kind of in the same vein of like, would I do a a collaboration? Hmm. Uh, I feel at that level, it's a lot more of a business promise or a lot stronger of an obligation. So I'd be under more of a time frame to do that particular project in. Um, whereas right now, again, I'm just more about, I'll get there when I get there, I'll finish it when I finish it.
0: Hmm. Um, I know this is probably like really last thing to ask, but I want to like late to ask, but can you explain the name Sota for me? Is that, is that going to be like the final project name or is that just like the, just the name of the game in It's,
1: it's currently a placeholder name, honestly. Hmm. Um, so Sota is the name, the, the default name of the main character. And uh, there actually is a story behind it. Um, so uh, a few years back, an anime uh, was sh- uh, showing on—I uh, think it was Amazon. Um, Amazon Anime Strike or whatever, whatever whenever that was, like the last year <laughs> of Anime Strike.
0: There's but, way uh, too many services. So, or yeah, like-
1: um, but there was a show that got picked up there called Recreators, and it—not a lot of people know about Recreators, but uh, it's absolutely my number one favorite anime of all time now. And, and the reason is because um, it's supposed to take place in our real world. And what happens is this aspiring artist or manga artist, or I think, I think we just an illustrator um, that wanted to get like big on Pixiv and stuff or the Pixiv equivalent um, finds himself face to face with some of his favorite anime characters in real life. Like they've come to our world with their powers and their looks. And like, it's like, and he has to make sense of this and the creations have to make sense of it. Um, And like, it's, it's delves into this whole aspect of like, you know, what is the responsibility of the creators to their creations? And um, at what point at, well, you know, what kind of influence do the audience have on a, creation's growth um or a creation's acceptance and it's a it's it's this really big message of like sometimes you just want to create you know all of us we may not have you know extraordinary abilities but not we not we may not have like mecha swords or magical powers but we almost have something better than that we have the ability to generate a world and a story and people and interactions and emotions at whim and to make a game or to make a world like that um, after, after watching that, I feel I want to do that as a sort of like, if I can't leave anything else in this world, I want to leave this game just to show what I can make. And so the main character of that anime is, is uh, Sota, is his, is his name. So his name is kind of an homage to that particular anime.
0: It's an homage to that feeling that anime gave you, that kind of, that is almost like a driving force behind your motivation.
1: Absolutely.
0: That's amazing that a little anime on Amazon was able to do that to you, man. Yep. <laughs> Um, so where do you see projects they are going? How much longer do you see yourself work on this game?
1: Um, honestly, with the amount of people that have been like helping bug test it and stuff, um, I feel like the development's gonna really start kicking up now. Now that there's people that are like really looking forward to it and also helping out with testing or helping me catch typos in my code when I'm when I'm developing, um, I don't expect it to go on too much longer, like maybe a year, two at most. Um, I I see it being done relatively in the near
0: future. (laughs) And what would you say, thinking about this whole, everything you've worked on so far, what is your real goal with Project SOTA? What is it that you just want to leave an audience behind, what is it that you want them to leave with after playing this game?
1: As simple and cliche as an answer it might be, I just want them to like it. I don't need them to love it or tout it as the best RPG Maker game ever. I just want them to play the game and look at it and be like, either, wow, that was a really good game, or like, wow, this was only made by one person. Holy crap.
0: You know, because there's so many stories of people, one-man teams, like um, Cave Story. I don't know how much of a solo team effort was Undertale, but, you know, you're doing something really special. The fact that you have this opportunity to create something of your own with no real outside influence, but at the same time have the awareness to know hey i'm not perfect i'm going to be open to myself to like to you no know, help things like that but at the same at the end of the day i just want to make a game that people like and that's really admirable, i have to say thank you so let's uh, start doing the shameless plugs it's a, it's everyone's favorite time of the podcast. <laughs> so where can people find project sota or at least the current build
1: um so the current the the link to the current build of project sota is actually on my discord right now um and if you want i can end up sending you an invite link that you can post in the description of this podcast i'll do that Um, don't worry and in the in the there's a channel in that discord called project sota uh and it has the latest build in a google drive link for people to download
0: and how often have you been updating the builds so far? Uh, um,
1: pretty, pretty. Like I updated. I, I sent out the 2.0 version like on a on a Thursday or like a Friday morning, and by Sunday I had gone up to version one 2.12. Um, it's not going to be updated until the next major patch, which is going to be a couple of story acts in, because uh, I have a lot of. Uh, changes and bigger things I want to adjust, um, but in terms of immediate changes to make sure that the demo was as bug-free, uh, at least major bug-free and still playable and enjoyable, two point one two is the definitive version for the moment.
0: And because you know I can't have I can't have my guests not plug them on something else. What uh, where can other people find you?
1: Um, you can also find me on uh, Twitch at twitch slash t- uh, Akl Trifecta, uh, as well as uh, Twitter and Facebook, also Akl Trifecta for my schedule and go live announcements and stuff like that.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, I'm pretty sure Antonio didn't want me to mention this, but he's about to be celebrating his one year anniversary on Berkeley <laughs> streaming on Twitch. And I, I told, I know I wanted to surprise him I'm like, hey, what are you going to be doing to celebrate that? <laughs>
1: You're catching me off guard here. Hey, uh, I, I wanna, do,
0: man. I'm going to be
1: playing um, a rhythm game that is really close to my heart, um, K-Shoot Mania. It's based off of the uh, Sound Voltex arcade game for anybody familiar with the Japanese rhythm arcade scene. Um, I'm also going to be doing a giveaway of physical prizes, so like some anime-themed prizes uh, I'll actually be doing a physical raffle for. Um, so you can either... Show up the day of and enter in chat command to enter, or if we're really going to go for the full-on shameless plug route. Um, any subscriber to the channel uh, will automatically be entered in, whether you're there or not. So
0: that's really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, thank you for so much for taking the time to talk about. Your game especially the fact that he's, he just came off like a three-hour stream it's like 11 o'clock here in vegas most of us would be sleeping by now hey man but, i'm gonna
1: i'm gonna play Shadowbringers after this i'm <laughs> no, it's, oh. my bedtime's like one
0: Your bedtime's like one so this is, this works out just fine then oh absolutely okay so antonio you know streamer programmer and all around great person thank you so much for being on the podcast this week no problem thank you man for having me and as usual guys you can find me on the links below i do stream on twitch also myself on twitch.tv slash the perpetual player one you can find me playing a variety of different games he's playing judgment watch him <laughs> play judgment it's a good game judgment is a great game i am i am really playing that game but as usual um i cannot thank you guys enough for listening if you guys like what you're hearing um please leave us a comment subscribe on itunes spotify stitcher wherever you're getting our podcast at, it will really help me grow this podcast and as usual guys i just want to let you all know that you guys are gonna all do amazing things and if no one else if you feel like no one else believes in losing believe you i do and i support you no matter what but until next time guys take care of yourself and see you guys in the next episode bye everyone see you